This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We want to welcome everyone out on social media. We're so thankful that you uh, chose to join with us today and be in the house with us today. It's a wonderful privilege um, for us, for you to choose to be with us in this way, and we're so thankful. It's good to see everybody this morning. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I I don't know if I can be fast. (laughs) I'll try, but, you know, the Lord has just shared some things with me the the past couple of weeks, and, you know, it's funny how God does things. You know, he'll share something, and then he'll go down this route and go down this route, so this is going to be interesting to see exactly how this comes out, but, um, but you know, um, as I've been reading and, and listening and talking to the Lord and preparing, I had this... Um, phrase come up in my spirit and it's really very central to our life and success as a as a believer in God it's central to it and this is the question this is the title of the message what's in your knower and you know I even looked that up I said is there such a thing as a knower What's a knower? You know, you had heard that, you know, it's in your knower. You got it in your knower. Well, you know, it, it's, it's not, you can't really pinpoint a place inside of you where your knower is. But it's, some, it's, not, it's not the head and it's not the heart, but it's somewhere kind of in the middle maybe if you had to pinpoint a place. But your knower is that deep place inside of you, that place that's the center of who you are. You know, I don't know if you've ever had anybody ask you this question, come up to you and say, I know we've had, Ron and I have had many people ask us because we didn't date before we got married. They said, well, how in the world did you know? How did you know that Ron was who you were supposed to marry. They'd ask Ron, how did you know that Kelly was who you're supposed to marry? Well, you know, we would just say, well, you know that you know. Have you ever said that? Somebody asked you a question. How did you know that you had found the right one? How did you know that you were supposed to do this job? How did you know you were supposed to, you know, go there? How did you know that you, well, you know, has anybody ever answered you that? Well, I just, you just know that you know. That's because there's something down in your knower that knows. And for Ron and I, you know, it's interesting. Um, we both, we, he, we met, he was traveling with his family group. Um, they traveled and ministered all across the United States. And uh, his dad was a minister, evangelist type. They had been pastors before, but then we were traveling all over the United States. And they came to our church. And um, I sang in a little quartet in the church. And we sang at their halftime. And we exchanged uh, numbers and uh, addresses and, and talked a little bit and um, over the phone. And then he came back the next year 
that he came that was in March of 79 he came back in March I mean in January of 1980 and um, we had very really very little contact with each other but you know he was running after God he had made a decision that you know he was uh, giving himself to the Lord and what the Lord wanted I in my little church in Freeport Florida was spending time with my pastor on a regular basis, and I was spending time with the Lord. I was searching God. I was praying. I can't say for Ron what all he was praying, but I was, I was hungry after God. I mean, I set aside dating. You know, it wasn't important. I'd tell, I'd tell every guy that asked me for a date, well, you know, if you want to date me, this is, I'm a Christian, and it's going to be this way, and it's going to be that way. And so a lot of them said, okay, that's all right. <laughs> But, you know, because I just wasn't, I, I just wasn't in that scene. I had just given myself to God. And I was getting God down in my knower. I was getting who he was down inside of me. So when Ron came back in January of the next year, still singing with a little quartet, he, um, they, later that night, I ran a paper route. And so we were uh, sitting under the century, no, no, that was after. We were sitting under the century light. <laughs> His dad, he went and told his dad, I'm going to go back to her house and run the paper route with her. So we went back to my house, and we were sitting on the couch waiting for the papers to drop. And he asked me to marry him. And that was pretty fast, wasn't it? And so three months later, we got married on April the 5th of 1980. And that's 43 years ago. I think we knew what we were doing, what you think? We knew that we knew that we knew. Because... We had put God down on the inside of us. We had put God down in our knower. So this whole message is going to be what's in your knower. What you got in your knower. You got to have some things in your knower so you can know some things. So you can do and be and you can know what has been given to you. You can know what the word says about who you are, and what he has for you. And won't nothing rock you off of that when you know. You know, the world calls this kind of thing that I've been talking about, this knowing. They call it your sixth sense. And that's just the world's counterfeit for that. Because what it really is, like I said, it's that place deep inside of you where God lives where God speaks to you, where God dwells. You know, he said, I'm in you and you're in me and we're in the Father. He's in the Father. So we're all together. And that's that place deep down on the inside of you that God has decided that he, ah, thank you, Jesus, wants to come and sit down inside of us. And as you start that walk with him, as I start that, started that walk with him, as Ron started that walk with him, God begins to grow in you. God, that knower, that place, you begin to develop that relationship where you can know some things. It sets down on the inside of you where you don't, you don't things come at you and you don't question because you know that you know. But you've got to. What? What do you have to do to get to that place? When, when you get saved, that's your entrance into this. 
When you ask Jesus to be your Savior, you ask him to come into you and wash you, forgive you of your sins, that's the entrance into this relationship. That's the beginning of having him down inside of you in that deep place, that the spirit man, that deep place of you. That's the beginning of that. But then there's a growing of that. When I first married Ron, I had to spend time with him to get to know him. I really had to spend time with him. And we really did spend time together once we got together. We were, um, I never, I didn't see my parents for six months, six and a half months. I hopped on the bus and I was gone. Got on the bus, Gus, you know, and we were gone and we were everywhere all over the United States. And uh, we were with each other 24-7. We got to know each other. I knew the things, I began to know more about the things he liked. I began to know more about the things, how he felt about things. I began to be able to have this relationship with him where, he, where we were getting to know each other. That's what we do with God. That's what we do. That's what you have to, have to do with God. Because for you to live a life of victory and success, you're going to have to know something other than what this world says. You're going to have to have something else down in your knower besides what the news says, what your friend says, what your coworkers say. You've got to have something else down on the inside of you. You've got to have something else in your knower that's going to get you to victory, that's going to get you to the blessing, that's going to get you to what God has for you. I'm asking you what's in your knower this morning. So we develop our relationship with God. We develop what's in our knower by getting in this word. This has been the most, um, the central thing to my getting something down in my knower has been this word. It takes spending time in the word. It takes Prayer, it takes having conversation with God, and it takes praise. Many times, as you can watch in the Psalms, David would start telling, having some communication with the Lord. He'd start telling God about some things. Lord God, this is what I've got going on. My enemies are coming at me. I've got this coming at me from every direction. But by the time you get down to the end of that psalm, he's praising God for everything that he's done. He's praised his prayers, I like to say. You've got to praise your prayers sometimes. And as you go through these steps, you begin to develop something on the inside of you that is substantial. Something that is there and can't nobody pull out of you, take away from you, change your mind about anything. But you've got to have it in your knower or else something out there is going to want to change your mind. It's going to want to pull you away. It's going to want to turn you in a di- different direction. It's want to get you off of what you've been believing for, what you've been hoping for, what you've been believing God's promises for. You better get something down on the inside of you. Ask me how I know. Been there, done there, and there. I've had to put some things down, and thank God I put some things down on the inside of me. These last 41 years before these last two years happened. 
I put something down on the deep on the inside of me that when there was just a little bitty flicker of a light, that's all I had to have. Darkness will never extinguish the light. Hallelujah. You got just a little bit on the inside, the darkness will never extinguish it. Praise God. Thank you, Father. There's a scripture that I want to start with that has been central to my knowing God. When I read this, you know, the light bulb goes off sometimes when you read certain scriptures. It's like, ding, that's the one I need, you know. John three seventeen. It reads like this. This is eternal life. To know you. The one true God and Jesus Christ you have sent. That is eternal life. That's what that scripture just said. Eternal life. Life ongoing. Life abundant. Life fulfilled. Life sustaining is to know God and Christ whom he has sent. What is in your knower? Is God in your knower? Is God deep down in your knower? Because when he's there, let me tell you something. You have eternal life. You possess eternal life. You've got it on the inside of you. And that's what eternal life is. To know him. To have relationship with him. To have communication. To live and do life with him. Oh, hallelujah. That's what you got to have on the inside of you. Deep down in your knower. And as you walk through life. As you walk through experiences. That's how God takes what you see in this word. And grows it inside of you. If you never went through nothing, you'd never know something. If you never went to school, you would never know what two plus two was. Life is the school that God uses to take this word. uh, This word that in his great omnipotence, he wrapped himself... I I get overwhelmed with these thoughts. He wrapped himself with ink. The God of the creation, this great big God, wrapped himself with ink and put himself on paper so that you and I could have this word that he is on the inside of us. What's in your knower? Oh my gosh. To know his character. You can take this and and get in communion with, with him and get his nature on the inside of you. Get his character on the inside of you. Get who he is on the inside of you. Get his heartbeat on the inside of you. And it will do what it needs to do. When you get this on the inside of you, nothing can take you off of what he said to you. Nothing can change what he's said in your life. No no devil in hell's got a chance. No sickness in your body's got a chance. No financial uh, oppression, 
no depression, nothing in your life has got a chance. When you'll get this down inside, in your knower, it'll make a difference in your life. It's made a difference in my life. I'm telling you what, I wouldn't have the peace of God that I have today. I would not have the joy of the Lord in my life. I would not have the hope of God. I dare to say, I don't even think I'd be alive today if I didn't have this word deep down on the inside of my knower. Hallelujah. Nothing's going to steal it from me. Nothing's going to take it from me. Nothing's going to move me off of this rock that is my life. Glory to God. What's in your knower? What's inside of you? You better have something on the inside of you. Hallelujah. If you don't got it, you better get it. And you can get it. It don't come by osmosis. It comes by spending time with the Father. It comes by spending time in His Word, which is, what is, what does John 1 say? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then down a little bit it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And now the Word is, ra- is ink on paper. Glory to God. So that I don't got to miss nothing. It's up to me. I don't got to miss nothing. It's up to me to put it down in my knower. By spending time with the great Father God of our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when, when you know that you know that you know. When you get it down in your knower. And you know that you know that you know. You have everything he says, and you have in your knower what you need to be an overcomer and to be victorious because you've got it on the inside of you. I like, I read this statement and I love this statement. I was in him (laughs) when he won the victory, I was you. We're in him. Did you know that? You were in him when he won the victory. What does that say to me? What does that say to you? And we've won the victory. I was in him. Let me tell you where that's at. Ephesians 1-4. Ron started on Ephesians last week. And, and by the way, he'll, he'll be doing part two next week um, from the sermon that he preached last week. But... It says in Ephesians 1, 4, He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. You were already in Jesus. I was already in Jesus before He ever said, let there be light. Before He ever said, the, 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 told the waters how far to come. Before He ever created a thing, you and I were in Him. Before he created anything. So if I was in him before anything ever was, I was in him when he won the victory. I was in him when he went to the cross. Glory to God. You were in him when he went to the whipping post and took the stripes for your healing. You were in him already victorious in it. 
You were in him when he went to the cross and hung there for your and my sins, for the redemption of our lives. Glory to God. You were in him when he hung on the cross. You were in him when he went to the grave. Glory to God. And he went into hell and he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. You were in him when he was victorious and he rose above it all. Glory to God. You and I are victorious. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not waiting to win. I have won. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know. I know Ron took up all my time. But I want, I want to read, and I've got a couple more things to read, but I want to read from Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 10. And this says just what I just said. If y'all think I'm making this stuff up. You too being completed in him. The one who has dominion over all rule. All authority. In him you are also crucified. Set apart by a spiritual act. Performed without hands. The anointed one's circumcision cut you off from the sinfulness of your flesh. You were buried with him beneath the waters of the ceremonial washing called baptism. And then were raised up with him by faith in resurrection power of God. Who brought him back from the dead. And when your flesh was still uncircumcised. You were still dead in transgressions and swathed in its sinful nature. It was God who brought us to life with him. Hallelujah. Forgave all our sins. Eliminated the massive debt we incurred by the law that stood against us. He took it all away. He nailed it to the cross. But that's not all. He disarmed those who once ruled over us. Those who had overpowered us like captives of war. He put them on display to the world to show his victory over them by means of the cross. Glory to God. His victory is Our victory, glory to God. We were in him every step of the way. Glory to God. Lonnie, you were in him every step of the way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Tasha, you were in him every step of the way. Come on, you got to get this down in your knower that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. So when symptoms come against you, uh -uh, I was in him when he took that. Glory to God. When financial problems come again, uh uh-uh, I am in him. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Glory to God. We are victorious in him. You need to get something in your knower so you know what you can claim as yours. It's all yours. Hallelujah. He didn't leave nothing out. He left nothing out. Praise God. He said it is finished. Praise God. Glory, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah. Claim your share in the Savior's victory. He is victorious, so I am victorious. I know that I know that I know. And nothing's going to take it from me. Nothing's going to steal it from me. Glory to God. 2 Timothy 1.12 says, I know in whom I have believed. That's down in my knower. I know it. Hey, let let me tell you something. I ain't believing in me. This ain't talking about believing in me. 
I know in whom I have believed. Jesus the Christ who did it for me. I was in him when he did it. So I am victorious. I don't know. Maybe y'all don't get. Maybe y'all have already got this. Maybe I'm just slow up to the table here this morning. Glory to God. But I am victorious in him. I am not without this morning. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. You know, um, there is a a story in here I want to read that I love this story. And it really exemplifies what I'm talking about. Knowing that you know that you know who you know. You know in whom you have believed. You know who you were in and who you are in. Glory to God. You've made, and if you haven't made that decision this morning to make Jesus the Lord of your life, we will take care of that. So you can have this entrance into this wonderful, victorious life that he's already bought and paid for you. Hallelujah. You don't need to leave here without it. Glory to God. And, and you know, if, and if those of you that don't really have in your knower what I'm talking about, this is where you get it. Spend some time with God. Spend some time in prayer and in praise and in this word and let him get this down on the inside of you. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I'm going to read this story. I love this. It's so good. I don't know who wrote it, but this is a little story. When my little son was about 10 years old, now we're, we're talking about what's in your knower. That's what this is about, getting God in your knower and what he says, having a relationship with him so that you know his nature, you know his character, you know his integrity, you know his faithfulness, you know his heart, you know what he's about. It's down deep on the inside of you, and whatever comes against you can't rock you off that. That's what I'm talking about. When my little son was about 10 years old, his grandmother promised him a stamp collection album for Christmas. Christmas came and went with no stamp album and no word from Grandma. The matter, however, was not mentioned until his friends came to see his Christmas presents. I was astonished after he had listed all the gifts he had received to hear him add, and a stamp collection from my grandmother. After hearing this several times, I called my son to me and said, But George, you didn't get a stamp album from Grandma. Why did you say that? With a puzzled look on his face, as if I had asked a very strange question, he replied, Well, Mom, Grandma said, and that is the same as. Do you think he had something down in his nowhere? Not a word from me that his mother, not a word from me would sway his faith. A month passed and nothing else was said about the album. Finally, one day to test his faith. Now, do things come to test your faith? Do things come to you to say, what's in your knower? It ain't looking like what you said. It ain't sounding like what you said. It ain't feeling like what you said. What's in your knower? 
So a month went by, finally one day to test his faith, and because I wondered in my own heart why the album had not been sent, I said, George, I think Grandma has forgotten her promise. Oh, no, Mom, he quickly and firmly responded. She hasn't. I watched his sweet, trusting face, which for a while looked very serious, as if he were debating the possibility I had suggested. Soon his face brightened at last and said, Do you think it would do any good for me to write, Grandma, thanking her for the album? Can I get a witness? Do you think while you're waiting, do you think while the test is coming, could you do a little praise? Could you do a little thanksgiving, God? I know what your word said. I know what your heart is. I know who you are, God. I know you're a God of integrity. You're a God of character. You don't lie. God, just praise you, Lord, because I know you got something coming for me, God. I know your promises are true. I'm just going to go ahead and give you some glory right now, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ten-year-old boy. Praise the Lord out of the mouth of babes. Mom said, I don't know, but you might try it. A rich spiritual truth began to dawn on me. That's what the mama was saying. In a few minutes, a letter was written and mailed as George went off whistling his confidence in his grandma. I just love that. <laughs> Woohoo! Hallelujah, I got it coming. Hallelujah, it's all good. Yeah? Hallelujah. Soon a letter from Grandma arrived with this message. My dear George, I have not forgotten my promise to you for a stamp album. I could not find the one you wanted here, so I ordered one from New York. It did not arrive until after Christmas, and it was not the right one. I then ordered another one, but it still has not arrived. I have decided to send you $30 instead so that you may buy the one you want in Chicago. Your loving grandma. As he read the letter, his face was the face of a victor. I love this. From the depths of his heart that never doubted came the words, Now, mom, didn't I tell you? Can you just see that little boy? Didn't I tell you grandma didn't forget? I told you. Oh, didn't I tell you my God didn't forget? Don't, I'm telling you what, sickness and disease. My God says this. I'm going to tell you every, everything, whatever it is that's coming at, at, against you, that you've been what you let me tell you something. My God is true. He cannot lie. Let everything else be a lie. And God be true. Glory to God. What's in your knower this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. George against all hope. Sounds a little bit like Abraham, doesn't it? Against all hope. In hope believed. He knew his grandma, didn't he? Evidently, he'd spent some time with Grandma. Evidently, they'd talked about some things before, and Grandma never let this little boy down, had he? 
He had knowing his grandma down inside of him, and he wasn't coming off of it. I ain't coming off of what my grandma said. My grandma don't lie. She tells the truth. She backs up whatever thing she says. Let me tell you something. You need to have that same tenacity about you where God is concerned. You got to have some tenacious truth down on the inside of you, down in your knower that nothing's going to rock you off of what God has said about you, for you. You are victorious. You are an overcomer. Glory to God. Because he has, you have. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That, in hope, believed that the stamp album would come. And while he was trusting, grandma was working. While I'm trusting, God is working. While I'm resting, God is working. And if you are working... God is resting. Get something down in your nowhere this morning. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet have believed. That's where the blessing is. Believing in your knower, knowing something about God, knowing something about this God that pulled you up out of the miry clay. Hallelujah. He, everything he says is yes and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What's in your knower this morning? What's in your knower? Because what's in your knower will ter- determine your goer. If you've got it on the inside of you, you're going with God. You're going in the direction that he has for you. And all of his promises are yours. They belong to you. Can't nobody take them from you. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but me, that's the life I'm living. Hallelujah. That's the life I choose in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, if there's anybody in this house that doesn't know Jesus, we're going to take care of that right now. If there's anybody online watching, if you don't know Jesus, we're going to take care of that right now. Right now, we're going to get you on the road to having something in your knower that's going to defeat everything that will come against you, that will take you where you need to be in God. Hallelujah. So let's just pray right now. Father God, we just come to you, Jesus, trusting you, Lord, offering ourselves to you, God. Oh, Lord, Father, we believe that you sent Jesus to die. Say, I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I accept Jesus as my Savior. I thank you that I am in him and he is in me. Thank you, Lord. I believe Jesus rose from the dead. And he sits victorious at the right hand of the Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer in this house this morning, or if you prayed that prayer online, you now are in the family of God. We welcome you. Hallelujah. You have made your grand entrance into a life with Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and we, want to, we want to know, if you did that out there online, we want to know there's an address on the website, My Passion Church. Um, mypassion.church, you can go to that website and get our address and uh, the phone number. Call us, let us know. We've got some information we would like to send to you. And if anybody in the house did that this morning,
We will have altar workers down here in the front, and we would like for you to, to come down and, and pray with them, and they'll give you a packet of information. Um, but um, for those of us that already have made that entrance, that wonderful oh, start to a brand new life, I just want to say a prayer over you. You know, these altars are always open for one thing. If you need to come and spend some time at these altars, you don't have to act, be asked to come down here. I remember when I got saved, before the preacher ever finished, I ran to the altar. I couldn't, I couldn't take it no more. I had to go. I had to go. And there were many times after that that when I felt the Lord pull me to the altar, it don't matter to me. I'm going. I'm going. So these altars are open. So we want you to come and, and, and get what you need from God. Get, if, if you're looking to pastor Ron and I, for what you need from God, you look into the wrong place. Now, we will pray with you. We will pray over you. But it's between you and God. So if there's something you need and you need to spend some time at these altars, please come. If you need to to talk to the Lord about what's in your knower, you need to to reestablish some things in your heart and your life, come spend some time at this altar. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.